What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Justin Michael, and I am currently in Las Vegas to cover the 2022 Mountain West Basketball Championships. The CSU women's team advanced to the championship game. They will take on UNLV tonight. Came up with a big upset of the number two seeded New Mexico Lobos last night. UNM is a, is a damn good team. I mean, they beat the Rams twice in the regular season, but CSU playing their third game in as many days is able to pull off the big time upset. They win that one 82 to 71. We'll kind of dive into some of the numbers there, but the Rams are their one win away from dancing. I mean, there's a possibility we get both programs in the respective NCAA tournaments, which would just be so cool. I mean, I talked about at the beginning of the season, I felt like the ceiling for this CSU women's team was was pretty high just with the amount of talent that they had returning. I mean, McKenna Hofshield is a bucket. Obviously, the addition of Upe Atosu has been just tremendous for this team as well. She ended up winning the Newcomer of the Year transfer over from the Big East. She's just been such a lethal scorer. It's been such just a, a seamless addition to this program and the fact that they've been able to kind of really figure it out here down the stretch is, is awesome. And, and they've just got a lot of shooters and it's an athletic team. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Before we get into that and start to talk about the men's side of things, ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships like never before? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Illinois listeners, we've got some big news for you. Mobile registration is back, and right now you can sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook simply by downloading the app right to your phone. If the Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the action with the DraftKings pools. Everyone can play along for free all March long for a shot at over $250,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. Like I said, I am out in Sin City, staying at the Excalibur. Ryan Green is here. Marissa Saez is here. Henry Chisholm is here. We've got people from PHNX here to, to cover the Pac-12 tournament. Obviously, I'm going to have you up to date with all things Mountain West. It's just, it's a really fun time. I mean, it, it's starting to feel a little normal again, you know? I mean, I know we're not out of the woods yet with, with COVID and all this stuff, but I was just kind of thinking about it. You know, the, the last true trip I had covering sporting events on the road was the, the Mountain West tournament back in 2020, which was right before, you know, the world kind of fell apart. And, you know, I, I don't mean to laugh like it's funny. It's just one of those, like, damn, like, I, I can't believe how long it's been since then. But it feels good to be back. You know, we had uh, we had some adventures with, with getting out here. We'll say that. My, my boarding pass was not loading or something. And then they really weren't offering very many solutions over at Frontier. Finally figure all that out. Get out to Vegas where, you know, we're staying. We're staying at the Excalibur. <laughs> they give us the wrong room key. So then we go down, they give us a different room key to a different room altogether. And that's still not correct. There's three of us. They give us a room with one bed. We're just like, oh my goodness. So we go all the way back down, you know, to, to the lobby, which is 
not a short walk, you know, and, and we're like, hey, like, this is the situation. They pulled up. It like, looks like we only have you down for a one-bedroom, so then we have to pull up our email with a confirmation code, which says clearly that it is a two-bedroom. The whole thing was wonky. We finally get in, but the, the only reason I'm explaining this is, is not even to complain. It's just that I did not get to watch the women's game live, unfortunately. But I recommend that you go read the the gamer that Mike Brohard wrote for CSURams.com. Really liked his lead. I watched some of the highlights. And then obviously I have the box score here, which I can kind of dive into a little bit. But I just wanted to make that clear. I, I did not get to watch this game live, which was unfortunate. This was a big time win. Probably the biggest win of the season so far for CSU. But now they're, you know, one win away from an even bigger one. So kind of looking at this uh, game, McKenna Hofschild, man, she she is just on another level right now. I mean, 18 points, five assists, and 38 minutes. And then you get 23 points out of a Tosu. I mean, when you're getting 41 out of those two, and then you get another 41 out of the rest of the roster, you're not going to lose very often. In total, the Rams had four different scores, finished with double-digit figures in this one. Uh, Sydney Mech had 12 points. Carly Murphy had 20. Hofschild had 18. And then Atosu had 23 I mean, when you're getting that type of production top to bottom, it's just going to be hard to beat this Rams team. I will say the one thing that makes me a little bit weary is, you know, you look at how many minutes that the the starters played in this one. Kinzer played 38 minutes, 10 seconds. Sidney Mech played 37 minutes, 5 seconds. Carly Murphy played 32 minutes, 20 seconds. McKenna Hofschild played 38 minutes, 51 seconds. And Upe played 36 minutes, 18 seconds. I'm I'm hoping that, you know, the Rams didn't use everything that they had left in the tank at this point. Obviously, you're going to have to play a really talented UNLV game in the championship game, and, and that is going to take place Wednesday night. You know, it's it's just hard to win three, four games in three, four days with, you know, when you're you're playing that many minutes. You know, obviously, they, they can go eight deep in the rotation. You still have Callie Clark, Petra Farkas, and, and Clara Gomez, all who can come in off the bench, but... It's just obviously been a, a pretty heavy workload on, on these starters here, and we'll see. You know, it, it's tough to, to win four games in four days, but what this CSU women's team has been able to do is is awesome, and, and now they're in a position to potentially steal a bid. And, you know, after all those years of, you know, the women's team winning the regular season championship back with, you know, Ellen Nistrom and, and Elon Gustafsson, it, it would always be so frustrating because they would win the regular season conference title, and then they would get to the tournament and typically end up, losing to Boise State, then they don't make the NCAA tournament. For once, you know, CSU is now in position to, to kind of do that to somebody else. You know, it, it wasn't a bad year. It was a it was a good year for the conference when you look at the talent on, on some of these teams, UNLV, New Mexico, Fresno State. I mean, there's a lot of really good ta- teams right now. So for the Rams to come in here as a sixth seed and, you know, make the championship game is, is really something. And obviously it'll be awesome if they can pull it off and, you know, steal that bid. I, I would love to see McKenna Hofschild and, and this team get a chance to participate in March Madness. But either way, it, it's been a, a really fun run, a really valiant effort, and I know that this team has made all of the CSU supporters proud to be. So shout out to the CSU women's team for pulling off a big-time win over a really talented 24-9 and New Mexico team. All right, before we kind of transition into the, the men's side of the tournament, we do have some news for the men's basketball team. Uh, this came out yesterday on, on Tuesday, but I was traveling, so I didn't really have a chance to, to get into this. David Roddy named a third-team All-American by Sports Illustrated. He is the fifth CSU player ever to be recognized as an All-American. He is the only non-Power 5 or Gonzaga player on any of the three teams announced. 
really shows just how special his year has been. I'll obviously talk about this with David the next time we have him on the Rams pod, but we do have a quote here from the press release. That's an awesome achievement to be recognized by Sports Illustrated. I grew up reading their magazines, and for them to recognize me as an All-American is just an honor and a childhood dream as well. I never thought I'd get it, honestly, but it's pretty special. We've also got a quote from Nico Medved here. This is a well-deserved honor for David. When you are the best player on one of the best teams in a top league in the country, it is something that has been earned. He has played at an elite level on a team that has had great success so far this year. I couldn't be more proud of him and all that he has accomplished and what he will in the future. Earlier this week, I had David on the pod after he was named the Mountain West Player of the Year by the media. The day after that, he was also named the Mountain West Player of the Year by the coaches. He is just the third player in CSU history, joining Gene Covell and Mike Mitchell to earn the consensus honors from both the media and coaches as the separate you know, selections for the Conference Player of the Year. Gian in the Mountain West, Mike Mitchell back in the WAC. Roddy is also a finalist for both the Wooden and Malone Awards. So, you know, the potential for him to get some more recognition nationally, not done yet. And obviously that's only going to increase if CSU can can make a run here. In, in conference play, average 19.5 points per game, 7.6 rebounds on the year. And he was first in the Mountain West at 57.5% from the floor. Looking at the rest of the All-Americans, we've got Oscar Tashib of Kentucky, Johnny Davis of Wisconsin, Kofi Cockburn at Illinois, Keegan Murray of Iowa, Jabari Smith of Auburn on the first team. On the second team, we've got OKBG of Kansas, Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga, Paolo Banchero of Duke, Jaden Ivey of Purdue, and EJ Liddell of Ohio State. Finally, on the third team, David Roddy, of course, Drew Timmy of Gonzaga, Benedict Masterin of Arizona, Tari Eason of LSU and Walker Kessler of Auburn, one of the better power forwards in the entire country. So, I mean, the, when you're in the same conversation as Drew Timmy and, and Walker Kessler, that shows how talented that, that David Roddy truly is. And it, it's why we're starting to see his name pop up more and more and in NBA draft conversations. And obviously, selfishly, I, I hope we get another year with David, but it, it probably wouldn't, you know, I don't think it would be shocking to see him enter the NBA draft. I'm sure he'll at least test the waters, given that you can kind of go through the evaluation process and still go back to school now. There's really no reason not to for for him and, and Isaiah, honestly. But it's just really cool to see the rest of the country, you know, starting to recognize what we've seen, you know, in Fort Collins for a couple of years now. It's it's not that different from the the Trey McBride situation. I Going all the way back to his freshman year, I mean, everybody knew that that guy was was going to be special, and it was very similar with David. Obviously, he was a highly touted recruit. I mean, him and Isaiah coming in together was really probably the most excited I've ever seen CSU fans be about, you know, a, a pair of signees. And he's just completely lived up to, to every expectation and, and really outplayed them. I think he's even better than we could have hoped for. <laughs> I mean, that whole signing class, when you look at it top to bottom and you factor in but you also got Deshaun Thomas and, and John Tanjay and, and James Moores. I mean, I, I would have to go through year by year to verify this, but I really don't know how any year would top it. it it's got to be the best signing class in CSU men's basketball history. Just an incredible effort these past couple of years from, from this group of players. And obviously then you look at the, 
the seniors and in Adam and Kendall and the foundation that they laid and, and even going back, you know, guys like Chris Martin and Nico Carvacho that, that helped through that transition period. Where CSU is at right now, it's, it's just a product of, of hard work and, and guys buying in and, and doing the right thing. And it's just awesome that, it, that it's worked out because it doesn't always, you know, sometimes you do all the right things and it just it doesn't work out. But this season has been special. This team has been special. And they deserve all of the attention, all of the, the shine, all the recognition that they're getting. The, uh, the other news we have for CSU men's basketball, they are going to participate in the ESPN Shriners Children's Hospital Charleston Classic next season. That is a mouthful. It is a three-day event in South Carolina on November 17th, 18th, and 20th. Excuse me, got a little tongue-tied there. It is going to have an eight-team field, so CSU is going to join Charleston, Davidson, Furman, Old Dominion, Penn State, South Carolina, and Virginia Tech. Nice little mix there. You've got some solid, you know, mid-major programs. You've got nice representation from the Power Five, getting the Big Ten, the SEC, and ACC in there as well. I'm excited. I mean, Charleston, I've never been to South Carolina. I would love to, to be able to make it out to this event. We'll kind of have to see how it all plays out, but... I mean, when you've got teams like, like I said, Davidson and CSU, both teams that, you know, won 24-plus games this year, and, and you look at other teams that are going to be in contention for the NCAA tournament, this is a really nice little field, and it's a great opportunity for, for CSU to pick up some, some national exposure on ESPN. They were supposed to get to play in the MGM Grand Classic, and, and that didn't happen because of COVID. But I just like that CSU isn't scared to go into these events with, with good teams. I mean, obviously, it helps you from a metric standpoint, but... I mean, you look at how much the Rams grew from from participating in that Paradise Jam this year and, you know, having a tough game against Bradley. And, you know, then you beat down Creighton and you're feeling good and Roddy drops 36 in it. And all of a sudden you're down 17 in the championship game to a not very good Northeastern team. You find a way to come back and, and, and win that. It's just really valuable. You know, I mean, not that this CSU team would have, you know, if they wouldn't have won that event, like it would have, you know, compounded the season or made them spiral or something. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I just think having gone through that, that, that Rams team was able to see like, man, we're legit. You know, we just beat Creighton on a neutral court. We were able to come back from, you know, double digits and win the championship game. To me, there's, there's just so much more value in that than, you know, kicking the shit out of DU and, or something like that, you know, go, go on the road, get some, get some road experience. It's not a true road game. I know it's neutral sites, but just get some experience away from Fort Collins. I, I, I really do think it'll benefit the Rams next year, which, you know, should obviously have pretty high expectations as well. All right, I want to move on and talk about the men's tournament, but just real quick, what is sexy pizza, you ask? Well, with 13 years in the Denver community, sexy pizza is as local as it gets. A hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. You can choose your adventure with their wide range of toppings, or maybe try one of their signature philanthropies. A portion of every sale from these five specialty pies is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. If you are looking to have Sexy Pizza support your organization or event, go to www.sexy.pizza. Check out their About page for the donations link to see how Sexy Pizza can support your cause. With a 12-inch, 16-inch, or 18-inch crust, Sexy Pizza is sure to be the right fit. Add on all of the fixins with wings, salads, pasta, knots, dessert options, you name it. Don't forget their vegan options or delicious 12-inch gluten-free crust, and you've got yourself a can't-miss hit. Stop by any of their four Denver locations in Cap Hill 
Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, or Park Hill. Or if you are out in Trinidad, check out their new location, which just opened out there. Again, go to www.sexy.pizza. Check it all out. Cool, cool, cool. So the men's tournament just kicked off literally as I am recording this. New Mexico playing Nevada. Pretty good game so far. But the the game that everybody's interested in from, from CSU's perspective is, you know, the, the Utah State Air Force game. Obviously, that's who the Rams will face the winner of. These are both teams that CSU beat twice this season. I have been torn on who I would rather see. I think the answer is probably Air Force just because they're more inexperienced and they don't have the the size to bully you down low. Obviously, they could get hot from deep and, and that could kill you, but that's anyone. you know. If any team shoots 60% from three or something like that, they're probably going to be in it. But when I look at the roster of Utah State and you know Brandon Horvath and Justin Bean, these are experienced players that have, have played in conference tournaments and NCAA tournaments and I just think that if if you had your choice of it, you would probably rather play Air Force, even though, you know, like I said, they've been tricky. They beat Utah State this year. They beat UNLV this year. On a neutral site, though, they, they just worry me less than, you know, if this game was in the Springs or something. Something about Clean Arena seems to really, you know, mess with teams. They just don't play their best ball there. I've got a ton of respect for A.J. Walker. I think that their offense is, is hard to defend. I mean, Roddy's talked about that on the podcast. They kind of take you out of your game and then really make you change everything that you do. But still, you know, I, I think if you're a Rams fan, you're, you'd just rather face Air Force. That said, I mean, you're going to have to beat some good teams. If you want to make a run, there, there's no way to go through this without beating good teams. Looking at the Fresno State-San Jose State game, I mean, it'd be cool to see Tim Miles win a game. I got to imagine Orlando Robinson and the Bulldogs take care pretty handily. Then they would play San Diego State in the quarterfinal Assuming, you know, if CSU were to win on Thursday night against Utah State or Air Force, they would then play the winner of San Diego State, Fresno State. If you're CSU, you're you're desperately hoping for Fresno State there. That's not an easy matchup either. I just think it's one of those. Again, the same reason I kind of fear Utah State, I, I would fear a team like San Diego State, a, a team that just has, you know, Seiko and, and Mensa and so many guys that have just been here before. They're used to you know, making runs. They, the expectation is to make the Mountain West Championship game. They've got a lot of length. They're a great defensive team, a top 10 defensive team in, in terms of efficiency, according to Ken Palm. And then obviously just the Matt Bradley factor. I mean, I think there's a couple of players in this conference that, you know, really have the ability to, to win a game by themselves. And I, I would put Orlando Robinson in that conversation as well. But it's just the fact that you know, Bradley can create a shot from all over. He can get to the hoop. He, he draws contact. You know, Robinson, he can get in his bag a little bit. Again, I'm not trying to sell him short, but there's just something about Bradley that that would make me nervous. It's the same deal, like, you know, if you're, if you're who would you rather play between Boise and, and Wyoming on principle? I think it's really hard to beat the same team three times. And because of that, I, I would lean towards Wyoming in that scenario. But also, you know, Maldonado is, is like the kind of guy that can really just beat you by himself and... Boise doesn't really have that guy. Kijab's great. You know, Shaver and, and Dagenhart can, you know, really get going from a scoring perspective. Max Rice, if he's going against CSU, seems to get Steph Curry range. <laughs> but in my opinion, you know, they don't have that Matt Bradley, the David Roddy, the, the Bryce Hamilton that can potentially, you know, go for 40 against you and, you know, 
make 15 free throws, pull down 12 rebounds, and, you know, hit six threes, and also make 10. It's just, they're so aggressive, they're so skilled, and they're so versatile. It, it just makes guys like that so difficult. And there's so many of them in the Mountain West. Again, like, there's no path to winning this tournament where you're going to get to, like, play cupcakes. It's just not going to happen. All right, before we get out of here, I want to give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week. Obviously, it's conference tournament season. One of my favorites, personally. Uh, you can get CSU to win the Mountain West at plus 360, but I'm actually rocking with Arkansas to win the SEC tournament at plus 750. I just think Arkansas, with the pace that they play at, they're going to be a really tricky matchup for other opponents in this tournament. I'm a big JD Note fan. He's a guy that really puts up a high volume of shots, but he's a really exciting basketball player. One of my, just one of my favorite scorers in the country. Uh, my relationship with Musselman has kind of been up and down, at least in terms of whether I root for him or not, but I was definitely dead wrong about his potential at Arkansas. I mean, he has that thing humming, and that's why I like them to win the, the SEC tournament. So again, lock that in. My DraftKings pick of the week, Arkansas to win the SEC tournament, plus 750. Boom. Boom. 